What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Ballaholics podcast. I'm here with Andres and the myth and the legend himself, Terrence. First time being on the podcast. How you doing, Terrence? I'm good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> bro, what up, bro. Hey, I've man, what's up? Podcast forever. This is, this is Andres, and we're talking about NBA today, everybody. Andreas, you had a couple things you wanted to get to real quick in the podcast. What was the first topic you wanted to talk about? Well, I want to talk about a couple of teams that we know have been getting on a roll as of recently as we had expected, such as, you know, the Heat, the uh, Warriors, I, and some disappointments like the Celtics and the Hawks. Let's first start talking about the Warriors. Well, I the think... Last... Oh, no, go on, go on. All right, the last few games have shown how important Draymond Green has been to the Warriors team for as long as he's been there. So many things go go better on the floor with Draymond performing at his high, at his highest level. Like not only has Draymond came back, but also Kelly Oubre has become what we've been expecting of him coming out of Phoenix. Andrew Wiggins is having one of his best years of his career, even though, you know, I, know I still, think, that, you I, I still think it's a fluke. I don't <laughs> think Wiggins will ever be an all-star level player. That will never happen. I will give Not him one not. thing. He has been – this has been his best defensive year so far. Oh, Because yeah. one of one of his be- biggest things coming out of the draft was his – the potential to be one of the better defenders in the league. And before this year, he hasn't shown that. He's shown flashes of that, but throughout a whole season, he was a liability. Well, in his defense, I feel like he really never got a chance to show it. Like, when you really think of players who are really good at defense, they're usually not good at offense for a bit. And that's something they kind of develop into. Like, Kawhi, for example, yeah. you know, when, when he came into the league, he was only what dropping what like 10, 15 points, but he was super good defensively. But it kind of like took him going into injury and rehab into you know really get good into offense. But you know yeah. he trained with Kobe. That usually happens. Yeah, or you could be the complete opposite, just be James Harden coming out of the drafts. Everyone thinking, oh, this man's gonna be a great defender. Then first couple <laughs> years of his career, we all know how that went. <laughs> Well, like, bro, how does that how does that happen, though? Well, I wanted to ask both of y'all this: what What do y'all expect from the Warriors come the end of the season? Where do you think they'll be? Uh, well, I think honestly, come towards the end of the season, I feel like they might dark horse their way into the playoffs. Uh, playoffs. Like, I don't feel like they'll still be a fourth seed or wherever they are right now. But I still feel like they could drop to like six or seven at most. But yeah, right now they're a seven seed. Oh, they're, they're a seventh right now. They're nineteen or fifteen. Yeah, they're right seven. So but yeah, it's like, I feel like the game off of fifth, so it's like real close right now. You know, I kind of disagree. I see Warriors going back up to four seed. They've been one of the most consistent teams as of late in the Western Conference. Yeah, and well, I, don't, uh... I I see them beating out the Suns for that four spot. Ooh, the Spurs yeah. are the Spurs are at five right now, and right now they're looking to hit the reset button. There have been rumors of Demar leaving, Lamarcus Aldridge leaving. They're trying to go with the youth movement right now, so we're not sure 
how that playoff spot's going to look by the end of the season. The Trailblazers, Damian Lillard has been doing really well, Mm -hmm. basically dragging that team to the playoffs every single year. And that's the last playoff spot ahead of the Warriors in the Western Conference right now. So besides the top three, of course. So, yeah, I see them taking that four spot. I mean, honestly, I don't know because, you know, the second half of the what's called NBA schedule just got released recently. So I haven't really had a chance mm-hmm. to look at it, so I can't oh, it's really. It's tough for the Warriors. I can't much. Talk, oh, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I had a quick question I wanted to talk about that we were um, thinking about a couple days back, and we had brought up who was more important to their team: Draymond to the Warriors or Dennis to MJ's Bulls. And oh, honestly. Dude. Honestly, Draymond. I might, I may, I might have to say Draymond because feel, without yeah. without Draymond, their defense would have been nowhere near the same with that man being able to guard as many people as he can, Definitely. while also being able to facilitate on the offensive end and just being someone you can go to who knows what they're doing in the moment. And Dennis was always like, kind of go get me that ball, kind of dude. Draymond could do that and more. I mean, but of course, he was never the same kind of rebounder that Dennis Rodman ever was. That Dennis Rodman was, but he makes up for it in other things. At the same time, Dennis Rodman wasn't putting up triple doubles like Draymond is. But exactly. Draymond I mean, Green literally made this Warriors team into a top four defense. We're number four right now in the league. Which is very that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Like with a team of your center being James Wiseman and all your big men are hurt. Yeah. Which which is in of its in itself, how can you be the fourth defense in the league with no legitimate big men? Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's not like they have one of the best guard defensive rotations in the league. I mean, Wiggins, I understand. Yes, he's been great. Kelly Oubre has been solid on oh, the defense. These past couple of weeks. He, no, defensively, the whole year he's been amazing. Offensively, these past couple of weeks he's been taking off. I wouldn't say amazing. He's been reliable. On That's def- what I would say. He, he's been serviceable. He's been reliable yes. Yes. I mean, you you're the you're the big Warriors fan here. I might have to take it from you. I'm, I'm not watching every single Warriors game, so maybe you're right. But from it, what I've seen, he's been serviceable. It's, it's, I'll put it this way. Oubre's not he's – a, he's a serviceable on-ball defender, but, man, this dude gets so many steals just running the passing lanes and everything. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Okay. He creates so many fast breaks because of his steals. But uh, to, on a light note, and that's not really related to anything, one of the funny things about Terrence is that he has a new team every week. So, Terrence, who's your favorite uh, NBA team? Yeah, don't even call Oh, <laughs> bro. Bro. Bro, our time in college, this man, Terrence, every week it went from late. Nah, to bro. Nah, let me, let me explain my history. So, <laughs> so when um, Brian went to the Lakers, I was a Lakers fan for like one week. OKC, uh, OKC fan at heart, okay? Okay, so so you weren't a Lakers fan. You were a Braun fan. Yeah, and so... Okay. Uh, 
you know, once Bam started showing, I was like, damn, now I got to go to Miami. So, I've been in heat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's I've been in heat. Hey, hey, I, I can't hate on that. The Miami Heat are my team. Well, I like I like the Heat and the Mavs. Those are my teams. Yeah, like, honestly, I'm, I'm really a player fan more than a team guy. Like, like my, fa- mm-hmm. my favorite mm-hmm. is KD, so I'll support the Nets, too. But, yeah, I've really been supporting the Heat since, what, August 16th, somewhere around there? But bro has a date. It hasn't even been a year. Nah, bro. I gotta remember because every time somebody, I got a question for you. What? I got a question for you. What college did Bam Adebayo come from? If you're a Bam Adebayo fan, man, that's a great question. Next question. <laughs> Damn. Hey, Terrence. So I have a I have a friend who's routinely on these NBA podcasts, and you said you were a LeBron fan. And he calls LeBron the 280-pound layup. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> that means he's got, he's got no, no bangs. He's just he just he's got no bangs. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, he really doesn't like. I mean, honestly, <laughs> when when Bron's in transition, his spinning move that usually works really good. But in terms of like ISO situations, he really doesn't. Yeah, he does that. He does that same dribble in between the legs. He looks at the ball and he <laughs> looks down at the ball, the weak ass step back into a three that somehow works. I'm locking that up. <laughs> um, Terrence was. I was talking to Terrence before this podcast and Andreas because we were doing a little meeting, and a good question came up, and that's who's more important to the Suns, Devin Booker or Chris Paul? I personally Chris Paul by a mile. Chris Paul. By a mile. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I don't don't know. Here's my thing. I I can't say that the Suns' success this season is all just Chris Paul arriving. Yeah. He, He filled in one of their biggest necessities on that team and also being one of the best at his position definitely helped because I believe CP3 is probably one of the most underrated stars in the league right now. He, he goes anywhere. He turns a franchise around. He's a culture changer. He is. Top Greatest three point guard. basketball. What? Top three point guard. I don't care. Top three. Oh, in the oh, league, sir. no, he's not. No, he's not. Top three in the league right he's, now. He's not better than Steph, Dame, or Kyrie. Man, get that shit out of here. <laughs> or Luca. <laughs> hey, yo, I be forgetting. Or Luca. I know, like all time, just like if if you if you count accomplishments and just skill set alone, I'd put him top three. Accomplishments, top three. Yeah, bro. He, bro, he has a uh, what's it called? Fucking. I hope you're talking personal, not team accomplishments. Yeah, bro, that man does not. Yeah, have a yeah, ring. yeah, yeah. Personal accomplishments, of course, he doesn't have a ring. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue with that. But it's just like, it's I. I want... So wait, wait, wait. I, I need to really clarify this. Top three point guard all time. Is wait, what wait, wait, wait. Maybe top four. Are you saying right maybe, now? Maybe top four, because I, I. Okay, wait, wait. Before we move on, I just need to hear this. What's your Top five point guards. All time. All, 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 all time. right. All time. Right I, I got stuff over him. I, I got stuff over him. You, you have to give it to Steph. 
Uh, I want to hear number one through five in order, Terrence. And don't host Steph. Bro, oh, my. He just I, said bro, step I, one. Bro, I don't got a top five. All right, dang. All right, bro, you just said this man was top four. Or I ain't got a top five. All right, so. <laughs> then, so tell me your top four, then. All right, so you got you got, you got got your boy in Magic, HIV Johnson. You got, oh, yes, sir. You got, oh, we're getting. You got, oh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> you got your boy John Stockton, and then you got your boy Steph. Whoa. John Stockton three? You gotta put John Stockton up there. John Stockton, but three, yeah, over Isaiah Thomas, the Pistons. Isaiah Thomas, say, yeah, I'd probably oh, put Isaiah. I, I forgot Thomas. about, bro. I'd be thinking players be in different positions. To be honest, yeah, I could understand that one. Cause like for the longest time, I thought Luca was a shooting guard. To be honest, Luca, Luca came into the into the league as a three. Yeah. Then he started playing some two, and now we all know a, with all with what they've been doing on that offense, he's he's their point guard. He's got one of the highest usage percentages in the league. All right, so with Isaiah Thomas being there now, we got we got Chris Paul at top five. All right, top five, right there. All right, sure. We'll do – at one point, we'll do an episode about top lists of each position. But for now, I can't argue against top five for Chris Paul. Well, if I think about it, then probably. Who's more important to the Suns right now, CP3 or Devin Booker? Honestly, CP3, honestly, uh, he is the leader of that team. Devin Booker has, at times this season, fallen flat. While CP3 has been a consistent presence this season, surprisingly, no injury issues. Yeah, I'm glad. Any no major injury issues at all. Yeah, it's which is a huge surprise, a great thing for the Suns. And I do remember this off season. I did say two predictions for surprise playoff spots. One of them was the Suns, and I was saying six seed. So I'm glad I got that one. But I got to be honest. I also said the Hawks were going to make it. Yeah, which they have been one of the most. <laughs> but. The thing is, they started off their season with so many injuries. And look at Bogdan, bro. What did he do? He was hyped up to be something huge. <laughs> bro. And John Collins doing nothing. Ga- bro, I, I thought Gallo was going to be a huge piece for that team. I thought Gallo coming to the Hawks was John Collins' sign to get out, basically. Because they did not want to pay him max money. I thought they were going to trade him this season. I still think they should. But right now, the duo of Trey Young, John Collins, not doing very well. Capella has been a good surprise for them this season, though. Yes. Especially with that that one scare earlier in the season where he was having some Achilles issues. Luckily, he's gotten over that for the most part. I feel like with John Collins is that the only thing that's preventing him is really his mindset because he got upset with Trey because he felt like Trey was passing him the ball less compared to previous seasons. It actually is true. It is. But it but is. when Trey started passing with other people, they started playing better. And it's just like for him, for him, he's kind of upset because, you know, he's really trying to get that max contract. And he's like, I can understand that. But it's just like, are you really going to put your needs of a match contract before the needs of the team? Because it's just like, if you could better the team, they'll probably, you know, revisit that offer. But it's just, it's not looking good right now. 
bro is turning into the next Andre Drummond looking for that money, bro. And now look at Drummond. John Collins can help on the a bench. lot of teams, though. John Collins would bring on a lot I think he's – I think John Collins is a more, in fact, impactful player than Andre Drummond. I'm not saying he's the same skill level. But, okay. yes, he can definitely help a lot of teams. Yeah, for sure. What team would you want to see John Collins Trailblazer. on now that you say oh. that? Oh, wow. I do like that. Trailblazers need a I was. That's what they need. Now – I was taught. I was thinking about this earlier, and I like I mentioned the Spurs trying to move their players. What would it take for the Trailblazers to get DeRozan, considering he's been starting at the power forward position for the Spurs all season? Yeah, I was. I, we were talking about that yesterday. DeRozan, if DeRozan goes to the Trailblazers, I'd love that for them. They'd probably have. To, I don't know what they'd have to give up. A bunch of draft. Especially, especially with how DeRozan has switched up his game this year, he's taken the least shots that he has since his rookie year, and is averaging the most assists ever in his career. Yeah. He's becoming more of a playmaker than just that guy that will chuck up twenty shots for you a game, and that's about it. Which he's cut down on the on the more inefficient long mid ranges too. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, I feel like if the Trailblazers were going to go for anybody from the Spurs, it'd probably have uh, have to be DeJounte. And I'm not saying DeRozan. Spurs yeah, aren't giving yeah, up DeJounte. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know no but way. it's just like, it's, it's less riskier, in my opinion. But it's just like, the Blazers in general, they just need somebody that can defend from the wing. And honestly, a lot of people have actually said this. Wait. But the Trailblazers... They should have went after Paul George, and it, yes, and it, absolutely, and it's just despite his playoff performances, it's, just, it's like you have to understand. Uh, one of the rarest things in the league is either, you know, a really good point, a, a center that can actually play in the paint, or it was to call a really elite uh, wing player. And that's why when you look at small forwards, it's super top heavy because once you get past the, like top four players. It just drops off dramatically from there. I wouldn't say top four, maybe like top. I don't 10. know because it's like I see his point. There is a big drop off because because there definitely is. Because you can go from DeRozan to Gallinari, like. Nah, bro. Okay, but wait. I you said something earlier that I was had my mind on. What you said? It's too risky for them to trade well, for DeRozan. It, I don't. Well, I, it's what, what does that you know, mean? DeRozan, what's it called? DeRozan has a lot of potential. Like, even where he's at and even in his age, he still has potential. But it's just... Especially especially with what he's doing with his game right now, he's basically doing... I'm not saying it's at the same level, but he's basically doing what LeBron has done, has aged. He's becoming more of a pass-first guy, even though he's always been a pass-first guy in his career, referring to LeBron. uh, But DeRozan is doing the same thing. And by doing that, he's more efficient and he's able to set up his teammates more. Which, having a secondary ball handler that can do that on the Trailblazers right now would be a a great fit, in my opinion. Terrence is right when the Trailblazers have tried everything from getting, like, good centers to... They they literally one piece they need for them to to take them to the next level as an elite wing. That's literally I mean, all they need. 
Nurkic also has been very disappointing this year. No, even at his well, best, though, injuries even in the playoffs. Like they, the Blazers are not doing anything unless they get an elite wing. How about that? They're not doing anything. I promise you. I can Maybe. agree with that. DeRozan is an elite sort of wing. I, it, I mean, he's not going to be that defender that you need, but their management annoys me because they keep every offseason they keep adding little ticky tack players instead of going for a big bro. These tic-tac plays never work out for them. They're always a first, second-round exit. I mean, they made it to the Western Conference Finals versus the Warriors. What was it, two years ago? But they got swept without KD. I mean, mean, they're just – they will not make it to the finals unless they make a big move. They should keep CJ and Dane and go for, like, DeRozan. I think it would be just DeRozan driving in the paint, kicking out to those two. I think would be – Yeah. But – like Terrence said, PG, that was a missed opportunity for them because PG would have been fantastic. Honestly, in my opinion, I feel like they should get rid of CJ. And I'm not saying CJ doesn't do anything for them, but I feel like they can go for something better or just get picks. And I feel like Gary Trent Jr., like his coming out, it's been good. It's just that the only thing that sucks is because he's developed so much offensively is that he's defensively not as good anymore. Like, he, he's still a nice defender, but his defense dropped once he started becoming good at offense. But, I, yeah. Yeah. About Gary Trent? So I feel like – Gary Trent, has, I feel, has been a disappointment this season. I was expecting more out of him on both the offensive side yeah, and the defensive, defensive side. With For the Trailblazers to have been a contender this season, they needed all their role players to step up. Like, they needed Rodney Hood to go back to what he was a few years ago. They needed Covington to perform at his best, which he hasn't been doing. They needed Nurkic to bounce back from this injury great, and the absolute opposite has happened. And with all these kind of... um, What's the word? all these things going wrong for them, I don't see them being relevant in the playoffs, even though they will make it. Because Damian Lillard's too talented to make yeah, the playoffs. And it's only a matter of time if they keep disappointing in the playoffs that he's going to want out, I feel. Or he's going to get... Damian Lillard has not... I think he wants out, but it's a matter of time before... I agree with Terrence. They could... If I was the Blazers, I would trade CJ and like a bunch of other stuff for Bradley Beal. That's who I'd go for. Whoa. I've never whoa, thought whoa. about that. But, whoa, that yeah. would take a lot though. That would take a lot. I don't know I don't even know about how that fit works. I think Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard would be disgusting. I mean, yes, but there's so many other holes that the Trailblazers need to address that more guard play. I don't think that's the answer. Yeah, so, I mean, their best move they can make right now is trading for DeRozan. That's what I think. If they trade for DeRozan and they keep CJ and Dame, they're in a great position, I feel. And they need to keep Covington there. I don't care. If they if they get rid of Covington and bring uh, while giving bringing in DeRozan, sorry about that, um, the defense on that team will be yeah they yeah it won't it, it won't be able to stop yeah. anybody in the playoffs no they definitely Covington I agree that um another player that me and Andres have been talking about Terrence I want to see what you think about this I made a statement this week off air that if Kyle Lowry gets traded to either the Clippers or the 76ers they are my title favorites ah. Uh... 
it kind of depends. So I think if he goes to the Clippers, that's a guaranteed chip because watching the Clippers last year in the playoffs, there were so many moments where they just didn't have enough playmaking offensively, and it would just become isocentric, just centered around Kawhi. He'd take it into the mid-range, shoot. It wasn't falling for him. I mean, they need a point guard who could run plays, create plays, get people open and stuff yeah, like that. Um, I feel like it could go either way. It just depends on who they give up. Like the Clippers, for example, if they could move, they would have to move Lou Will, I feel, because they're both, you know, they're both Definitely. almost equal in age, but it just depends on who else they give up because what's the name? Nicholas, whatever his last name is, he's been serviceable for the Clippers. Um, oh, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't always show for Patrick Beverly, but you know he he's really good for the Clippers too. He can also shoot the three, and it. Oh, they need him. Play yeah, and so time. if they move if they move Lou Will, yep. and it's like if you ever, if you actually ever notice when Lou Will doesn't play, they play a lot better because they don't have to hide how bad he is on defense. So it's like, so they can exactly. kind of just go however. And I'm just like, uh, Lowry, even though you don't really think about it, he is like. What's it called? He performs. He's a great defender. He is a great defender. I that finals. He impressed me so much when he played the Warriors in the yeah, finals. Yeah, his. De- I mean, just I know you go, know, you go, you go. Yeah. He was another thing. The best part of his game is how many charges he draws in clutch yes. moments. Just Kyle Lowry is one of the player. best defensive point guards. In yeah, the he's 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 a veteran. He's he should not go to any team other than a top like five contending team. I read a post that the that said the Raptors wanna what's the word reward him for his time with the Raptors and send him to a contender. That's what the Raptors said. So among those teams was the Heat, the 76ers, and the Clippers. He'd make the Heat better, of course, but if he goes to the Clippers, they are my favorites. To win the NBA Honestly, I feel like it kind of be even with the Lakers. Like, if you're talking about fully healthy, I feel like it'd be kind of an equal seed at most. Because, because like, even though you ah, think about it, the Clippers have I, two of the best small forwards in the league. You got, you know, really serviceable role players, too. And then you have the Lakers who have, you know, one of the guys who's been in the best league for a long time. And then you have Anthony Davis. Like, he, he's kind of gotten fat a bit. But you know when Anthony Davis is with his family, yeah, no, he has, he has, and it's just like when Anthony Davis. Did this man say he's got like no? It's like it's, like <laughs> no, if you not. look at him compared to where he kind of started off, uh, well, not started off, but somewhere towards the end of his Pelican days, he, he's gained noticeable weight, and so when you know Anthony Davis is really feeling it, he you know he's kind of hard to do with the paint, but it's just like. The Clippers don't really play in the paint, you know. They're mid to three point shooters, so I feel like it. They don't have any dominant big men that can stop Anthony Davis. No, so if but Anthony Davis I will is tell fully... you one of the most underrating, their underrated acquisition that will show in the playoffs more than the regular season. Ibaka. Yes. Ibaka's. I mean, yes, Ibaka is a great. Days. He's I I don't on. think Ibaka can lock up AD. I didn't say that. Yeah, I said he's not going to lock up AD. He will make oh, it I'm sorry. It, your voice must have cut out. That. Yes. I didn't hear that. AD will find it much harder to score on Ibaka than he will on Zubak. Honestly, I feel like they're well, going to try and let just one person guard him. I feel like they're going to try and prevent him from even, 
you know, coming close to the paint like that and just let them settle for, like, mid-fades and stuff like that. Like, I always make this joke, but I call Anthony Davis the light skin of Marcus Aldridge because he settles for a lot of fades sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's yeah. like, dog, you have a big body. And it's like, look at this he can easily get to the paint. And it's sometimes it's just like, why are you fading? Like, just go to the paint. Hey, but AD at times can look like one of the Terrence, best shooting, wait, are you shooting big me men when, uh, of all time. When Lamarcus Aldridge plays Anthony Davis, he calls him nephew. Oh, hey, nephew, no. that was a good shot. Oh my god! But no, I I see what you're talking about there. But I don't think I wouldn't get mad at Anthony Davis settling for mid range because in the finals he looked like one of the oh, best yeah, shooting big men of all time. So. When he's locked in, he I, I don't care. He can shoot it from anywhere. Yeah, he can. Unless yeah. it's Curry range. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. Curry range is just different. Speaking of big men, who are y'all taking right now? Anthony Davis or Embiid? Bam Adebayo. Taking, no, I'm if, if we're talking <laughs> – now, see, well, no, I'm not even going to exclude injuries because both of them are injury yeah. prone. I think the, the Lakers would have done just as well if they replaced AD with Embiid last season. I think they would have done yeah. better. I think better I think than Embiid, Anthony Davis. Basically. Well, it's because yeah. Embiid. Yes, Embiid is he's it's, he's obviously better in the paint. Like that's that's not disputable. But I feel like uh, the Lakers run better with AD because he's like he's a rare breed of big man because he you know he catches lobs really good. He can run a PNR really good. He can shoot. Embiid can do that too. Bro, I've seen Embiid hit a sidestep three. How the fuck you let Embiid hit a sidestep three? <laughs> Embiid is different, bro. Embiid is different. Sometimes watching oh, Embiid, though, I do wish that he would just stay in the paint a little bit more than settle for those threes. Watching him, f- Embiid's one of my favorite players, like top five yeah. favorite players in the NBA. He has been since he since he blocked LeBron in his first <laughs> NBA season. But, um, <laughs> that shit ricocheted off the backboard. He hit it so hard. But anyway, I mean, yeah, Embiid's just crazy. And then defensively, they're pretty much the same, I would say. Both of them are phenomenal defenders. I mean, Both of them are elite. AD I do versatile defensively than Embiid because he could guard the perimeter. Yes. But I do want to hear something now that we've kind of express that we do think Embiid would be better than Anthony Davis. Do we think Jokic is better than Embiid? Uh, I would would take Embiid only because of the defense. Because Jokic is not a defender. Before this season, I would have... I've been saying Jokic. And since we're talking about two different questions here, I think Embiid would be better for the Lakers Mm -hmm. if we're taking away Anthony Davis. But if I were to, like, have my own team, I would choose Jokic. I mean, yeah, you can't go with either of them, to be honest. Yeah, you really can't. I want to point out something. Where is Embiid's true colors? You know, when he starts to wear out, it it really shows. And, you know... um, when players start to, get... huh? I'm sorry. Uh, two people were talking at the same time. Who are we talking about here? I didn't catch the beginning. 
All right. Oh, who, and me. Who, but who were you talking about just now? And it's just like, you know, oh, players typically right. started getting tired. They started, you know, just pull more threes just to save stamina. But mm-hmm. it's like with Jokic, you know, yeah. he lost all that weight in the hospital. What was it, COVID? When COVID did, he had lost a lot of weight. And so, yeah, you know, when you do that, oh, you know, yeah. your stamina starts to get better. And even if, you know, he gets tired, you know, passing is something that's fundamental. It's like whether you have stamina or not, that you know, they usually stay the same. So I feel like that's where – you know, the plus is that for him. So that's where I'd want to take you with your I just right. want to say this. So, we're finally seeing Embiid with a good coach. Embiid has had Oh, my coach God, it's amazing. For the past. Brett Brown yeah, Mike, was not, terrible. not doing the job, bro. That man oh. tried to put Ben Simmons at the power forward. And then literally. And have Shake. And then have Shake and Milton bring the ball up the court and initialize the offense on every half-court set. Like, bro, you have Ben Simmons. What are you doing? Literally one season with a good coach and beads the leading candidate for MVP. That just shows you something. It's, it's, so, it's impressive. But now that we were talking about how we're ranking big men, I want to ask Terrence here since he's also a Bam at a Bio fan. Uh, what's your top five big men? I don't know. Please talk about that. Uh, I'll give you my first here what you think, okay? <laughs> We're doing it's it's tough with I'm, me for I, are we including AD and Big Man? No, we're talking about centers. Okay. AD is a power um, forward, Giannis is a power forward, uh Kristoffs is a power forward, those guy type of guys. We're not talking about all right, Embiid, Jokic, Cat. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Are we talking about this season or overall? Either one. I'm taking. Okay, category. first, first, let's do. Oh, first, let's do overall. I'm taking. It's the same order for me. This season, next season, last season, two seasons ago. Seriously? Yeah. Okay, I want. But wait, I didn't hear it fully. What was it again? Jokic. I mean, no, Embiid. Jokic. Cat. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm trying to think of anybody to say other than. Ben. <laughs> I I know exactly who you're gonna say too. He's on your fantasy team. Hey, is uh, now I gotta look. Yo, is uh, is Giannis? Oh my god, bro! No, okay. he's a power forward. No, he's a power forward. Are you talking about Chris? Oh Fred? no, <laughs> bro, no. If you try to tell me Chris okay. Boucher no, is better than Bam Adebayo, this is this is my top five. Embiid, right, yeah, Embiid, right. Jokic. Cat Vucevic. Yeah, that's I knew it. Bam. And then after that I'd have like Sabonis and who's Yeah. It? Where's Gobert? And Sabonis is a power forward. I might I, I where's key, Gobert? High key I might put Gobert over Bam too, to be honest no. with you. Okay, no. Honestly, bro, this dude's incredible. No. This dude is no a okay. generational defensive hear, talent, bro. Hear me out. Overall, I'm going to say just my list overall and this season, and then I'll explain my overall one. Overall, I got Jokic, Embiid, Bam Adebayo, Carl Anthony Towns, and Nikola Vucevic. Hold the phone. Say it again. You heard me. Jokic, Embiid, Bam Adebayo, Carl Anthony Towns, 
and then Nikola. Uh, We've had this discussion so many times. There is no planet where Bam Adebayo is better than Carl Anthony Towns. I'm sorry. And then this season, this season, my center list would look more like Jokic, Embiid, Vucevic, Bam, Gobert. And my reason for having Bam out of bio is so high. Because bias. Is he's a. No, it's. Wait, you like that? What did you say? Um. Where did I cut out? Did my voice cut out or no? Okay. So Bam Adebayo is so high, not because of bias, but um, his ability to do everything on the court. He looks like he is a good finisher around the rim. He has the form. He has the the form to develop a three-point jump shot at some point in his career, and he's already shooting short mid-ranges. I'm taking Gobert Stop. over Bam. <laughs> oh my god! Bam Adebayo is also one of the better defenders—not uh, defenders, uh, rebounders in the league. He is the second best passing big man in the league after Jokic. And I'm big you're gonna say Sabonis. no? That's Cass. I meant to Sabonis say center. I meant to say center. No, Sabonis he is technically center. a true center, but they play him alongside Miles Turner at the four. Most Sabonis, Sabonis, Sabonis is, is passing. Okay, yes, passing is crazy, but Bam is not someone that you should uh, discount when you come when it comes to that. Bam averages almost six assists per game this season. He's also man, I'm five point six. I'm pretty that. sure. Um, he's also one of the best all around defenders in the league. He is one of the most athletic uh, centers in the league. He has the foot speed to keep up with uh, guys on the wing. He's one of Talk the best interior defenders. Talk to what? <laughs> And, yeah, he's also, on top of that, is a pretty good free throw shooter. So there's really no weaknesses in his game that you can go after. And healthy Bam Adebayo would have fared much better against – AD in the finals, but I wouldn't say the outcome would have changed. So yeah, Bam, Bam is I'm the top three center in the league. Anyway, yeah, no, he's not. Terrence, please right. make your list. You already know I got Jokic number one, and then I have Embiid two. Yeah, and then I'd agree with Bam at three. Um, yes. let's go. Oh, yeah. okay. Four. Uh, knows what's I'm, up. I'm taking oh, Kevon Looney over Bam. Towns is below Bam at the bio. It's because he has not translated what he's doing into wins in Minnesota, and he is one. Of, he's I don't on the care, table. and he's also one of the worst defenders for his size. Like, yes, he gets crazy blocks. As defending dominant big men in the paint, he can't do it. He can't back down. What was his name? Sam Cunningham. I forgot his. I don't even remember the dude's name because it was so embarrassing. Cat is soft. I'm sick of this blasphemy. I'm pulling a Stephen A. Smith. Honestly, after my top three, I don't really know where to go because it's just like you have your people like Gobert, Vooch, Cat, but it's just like 
I don't. I mean, I think after those three, it's pretty obvious that Cat is next. I mean, I don't know. Like Cat's real fault is that you know he's asked defensively, but it's just he's still good at rebounding, especially offensive boards. Like that doesn't. Get, oh yeah, he's a great offensive. Yeah, like, like that doesn't get pointed out enough, and he you know he gives a lot of energy on offense, but defense is just that drop off and it's noticeable. But mm-hmm. I just don't know. If I'd put him forward, because Gobert, his defense, it's ri- like it's super good. And is just... the problem with sorry, the problem with Gobert is you run a small lineup against the Jazz, and Gobert on right. the defense side of the ball is yeah, he's fucked. Rendered nearly useless. Yeah, we yeah, he's barbecue yeah. chicken. Yeah. Rockets. <laughs> barbecue barbecue chicken, chicken alert. Since we're since we're in the mood of doing lists. Terrence, I know you wanted to do this. Wait, I'm gonna start off top five Ooh, players nah. right Wait. now. Top five players this season. Oh, that's hard. Okay, yes, so hear me no. out. Number one. No, no wait, wait, no, wait. No. Let me just no. say this. No. Let me say this. Oh, no. number one since being traded, Jared Allen. Okay, no, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> Uh, I have to know. Of course, LeBron. Yes. After, I'm just talking about top five play. Then it's Stephen Curry, no doubt. I don't want to hear anything. Yes, I agree. After Stephen Curry, I'm gonna say KD. I agree. Obviously. After that, I'm gonna put Kawhi. No. No. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Just go through your. Are we? Are we? Wait. wait are, okay. Are you saying top five overall or top five this season right now? Well, we're doing this season, and it's just the MVP well, right now. Yeah, I guess. I so, guess. I mean, okay. Yeah, but if y'all want to put on at third place in your list, y'all could do that. I'm not about to do that. Okay. If it's this season, I, I kind so, of agree. I'm gonna put fifth. I'm gonna put. Hmm. Who's somebody blatant that uh, Of the top guys? I mean, Jimmy Butler. Okay, fine, no, fine, fine. Stop. I'm kidding. James you know Harden. What? After James what Harden. I said yeah. last season yeah. and this year? No, no, it's not. First Don't of all, look, Joey. Me about James Harden. I mean, I'm not even the biggest fan of James Harden, but like. Jokic is number no, five. I can Jokic take that. Yes, I can take that. So, okay. So, Jokic is. So I guess Jokic is above Embiid then. Jokic is above Embiid, yes. I would say, you know, this is really a hard season for, like, top five because it's just – a lot of people have really improved. And it's just, like, KD coming back, he's playing almost as good, if not better, his MVP season. Harden getting traded to the Nets. He's literally putting up better numbers in everything except points. And then it's just, like, from five onwards – well, even top five is a – even that's kind of hard to make. I mean, the thing is with James Harden, the biggest argument we had about him being in Houston was that he wouldn't win a championship playing the way he has. Yeah. But now in Brooklyn, he – Whoa, it only took, it only took two first ballot Hall of Fame. Now in Bro- – I, I understand. But now in Brooklyn, and also it still hasn't happened yet, Joey, so we don't know. Yeah, I'm exactly. saying so all I'm saying is Harden has changed up his play style, and this is what he needs to play like 
to be a contributor to a championship team. So I think he's improved as after he's been traded. No, I don't think he's improved. I think he just plays different. He plays different. That sometimes. Oh, he plays different no. now. He's now he's no, he's not better. He's not. He's not better than the season. He averaged 36 he, and 11. It's no, not indi- he is not individually better, but he is better for the impact of the team. Yeah. Well, he had the but he had the force thing. Like he couldn't come like putting up 36. Well, we know that. So I'm not gonna give him props for doing what he's supposed to do. Any any superstar has done that when they've gone to a super yes, team. Look I at Clay. That. Yeah, so I'm not giving him props because he averages more assists. No. Um, top five is hard, like Terrence. I just got a top three, and Stephen Curry is the second best player in the NBA right now. Steph Curry is the best throughout his career, through this season. Curry is arguably the best player in the NBA this season. Yeah, I agree with that. I wouldn't say it's oh 100% yes, Steph Curry, no doubt, but there is a good argument to be put on. And at yeah. the beginning of the season, there were the, the doubters that were saying that Steph Curry couldn't do anything without superstars. Look at him now. Yeah, that they could, look they wouldn't him. make the playoffs. Yeah, or look at like him that. now, bro. Like, I don't get where people get this. Yeah. Steph Curry is one of the best players of this decade. Probably one of the best, probably of this, this generation, generation, I'm trying to say, yes. Honestly, top 10 all time. I was surprised. Top 10 all time. I, I was surprised the way he came into this season because, like, I didn't think he was going to be asked or anything. Like, I didn't have any high expectations of the Warriors or just him in general. But then you – I thought any team with Wiggins was asked, but <laughs> go off. Look what, look what Curry does, bro. But it's just like, bro, he came into the season throwing 50, 60, then he had a streak of 30s, and I was like – Hey, yo, wait a sec. Y'all let a little light-skinned dude do this, but... Yeah. yeah he's just a <laughs> that ain't just any white... A little light-skinned dude. That's the baby face assassin over there, bro. <laughs> I feel... Nah. Don't Curry started doing better once he got rid of those, uh, those yee-ass braids he was wearing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. <laughs> Oh, I'm in a Warriors group chat, and I got to shout that out real quick. We were all saying that he needs to get rid of those braids. They're too tight. Because <laughs> he was playing like shit. As soon as he took him out, he, he started playing phenomenal. But when he – there was a point in this season where he was 5 for 30 from from three-point range. And now he's Yo, shooting, wait. I think, 42 Wasn't the first game after he took the braids out the game, he dropped like 60 Yeah, I yeah. believe so, yes. Best performance I've ever seen from him. I've never been so happy watching basketball. Andreas could tell you. I called him right that after That man the game. was nearly crying of happiness. Nah, nah, let me let me chill. <laughs> but yes, he, you could hear the joy in his voice. Man had that little innocent uh, sparkle in his eye come back. <laughs> Terrence remembers watching it. Watching the Warriors and the computer. Nah, this lab. man used to be Bro, annoying so. in the computer. Like we was watching the what's it called OKC versus Blazers series. Second, <laughs> bro, the second Damian Lillard hit that game winner. This man, I had to leave. <laughs> Bro, 
We we caused so much mayhem, bro. We, I'm surprised bro, you were watching porn out. in a computer lab. Don't even talk to me. <laughs> bro, no, whoa, I was not. Whoa. Stop. No, I was not. Bro, I have it. Nah, podcast. bro, I have it. Joey, no, you, Joey, you can bleep that, right? <laughs> no, I did not do that. There's no point in bleeping it because it's cat. No, no, what's the big topic? <laughs> the next topic is who do you guys seeing in who do you guys see in the finals? I see. My prediction is AD is going to have trouble coming back from that injury because I think that'll be a lingering thing and he'll be worried about that. And yeah. it'll, be a con- it'll be a, a mental, mental thing. block. Uh, Achilles is not something you want to mess around with. So I Anthony be Davis is not coming back 100% this playing. season. And because of that, the Lakers are not winning the championship. I think what's going to happen is it's going to be the – I'm assuming the Clippers are going to get either Rajon Rondo or Kyle Lowry. I heard Rondo, Rondo on the is on the trade market. He went to Atlanta thinking it was going to be nice, yeah, and it was not nice. As soon as the Clippers get a veteran point guard who could play make, they are my favorites to not only make it but to win it. Right now I have the Clippers 76ers Clippers in the finals. Clippers 6ers in the finals. Whoa, I have not, I have not thought about this yet. And that is honestly, oh, I would not be surprised to see that. Yeah. If, if so, Embiid has injury concerns. That's what scares me. So does KD mm-hmm. for the Nets. If if they play with that KD in the playoffs, you're gonna see Harden's true colors in the playoffs. Like we all yep. know how he plays. Um, he puts up the numbers, but it's like it's like Andre Drummond <laughs> grabbing thirty boards and losing by fifty. But um, you know, I'm I'm gonna say both teams. You know? There is no stopping Simmons and Embiid in the paint. Simmons and Embiid. Simmons doesn't even have to sh- settle for jump shots. Nobody's gonna be able to guard him in the paint. Honestly, I haven't thought about it, but I feel like the Clippers could make it. But as far as the East goes, I don't know because, like, you know, KD having. To rest right now, it's mainly because you uh the amount of minutes uh they've been having to play because you know the Nets went into a lot of overtime games before you know he had to leave. So I feel like yeah. if they just kind of bounce that out, he'll be fine for the playoffs. But as far as playoffs goes, I don't really know because the Bucks they've kind of been getting beat up by bad teams, and I don't mean just like teams that are worse than them, but I mean like marginally ass teams. <laughs> and then <laughs> the Sixers, they kind of always came up short. I mean, the year where, you know, Kawhi hit that lucky game winner, other other than that, it would have went to overtime. But they just usually come up short. Bucks usually always get beat up somewhere. Uh, the Nets, even though people always called out their defense, they've still been playing, you know, really good. Like, it, they've been playing. No, they've been playing good defense without KD. As soon as KD, Kyrie, and Harden are in the lineup all together, their defense plummets. I would say you can't judge that yet. It is too small of a sample size. But, yes, it has been bad from what we've seen. I think Terrence brought up the Bucs. I think what the Bucs are going to – it's going to be – the Bucs are going to play like the Heat did last year. The Heat were – what seed were they on? They were the fifth seed, and they honestly should have been the fourth seed because they were one game off 
of the Pacers and the last game of the season in the bubble, the Heat matched up against the Pacers and none of the starters played. And the Pacers won by 20. So that gave them the four seed advantage. Well, I seen something on first take that was saying, I think it was Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. They pointed out how Budenholzer right now is actively changing how the Uh Bucs play because he knows it doesn't work in the playoffs. I'm telling you, I've watched Drew Holiday play the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. He is a different animal in the playoffs. This guy, I swear, I, I don't know if this is exactly right, but I swear he dropped like four straight games of over 35. Like, Drew it was Holiday is one of the most underrated guards in the league, probably the second best defensive guard in the league, I would have to say. Who's the first? Behind who? Ben, oh. ben okay. Simmons. I would, ha- I would have to say Ben Simmons um, because but, um, of defensive versatility, but as far as it goes for an on-ball defender, it doesn't really get worse than Drew Holiday. I mean, if we think about this, this is going to be a hard run for yeah. anybody yes. to get out the East. Because you're probably going to have to play, I would say at least, if say you're the Nets, you're probably going to have to play either, I would say Heat, Bucks, Sixers, I would say. Could be wrong, but I think you're going to have to play probably those three teams. Maybe the Celtics instead of the Heat, depending on how the seeding works. None of those are, are gimme. And I think the Celtics are in the trade market right now for Andre Drummond. Why would they do that? I know that's who they're targeting. What do you mean, why would they I mean, do that? No, that's what they, that's what they, they, they going to do. What do you mean? <laughs> All I know is if the Nets get Andre Drummond, I'm going to be fuming. Yeah. Because that should not happen. It should not be legal. So, and so like, just say you trade for uh, Drummond. Who do you think they would give up? Not a Celtics. Who, the Nets? The same amount the Pistons. Uh, I mean. I, I think they're going to give up Kemba, to be honest. But it makes no sense for the Cavs because they have Garland and Sexton. Yeah, they would They would honestly – they three, would only be able three. to give up as much as the Cavs gave up for Drummond originally, basically a bag of chips and John Henson and a second-round <laughs> pick, I think it was. You know what would be a good destination for the for uh, Kemba Walker? Where? I'd like to see him on the Magic. The Magic? It'd be an, it, they're not going to do anything, but it'd be an exciting – Kemba and Vucevic, watch, yeah. It would be cool. I don't yeah. think – they're not gonna. They're not gonna turn into. Of course not, but they but could be probably like, be a fringe eighth seed if Kemba gets back to normal. Well, he's. It's not that he got worse. Is he's playing with Jalen Brown and Jason Taylor? There's just well, less yes, shots for him. There's that, but the efficiency has gone down too, and that's not really affected by volume. If you know what I mean, like he's not. Yeah, but different players when they don't have the feel of the ball in their hands the whole time, it's. Okay, yeah, I can down. understand that. But I don't I don't know. We we're not really sure how much of it is playing with those two and the injuries he's had recently. Yeah. But I wanna Terrence, who do you oh, have? Let me quickly oh. I wanna know no, go on. how what do we think about Utah's like championship legitimacy? I'm not Trusting them because I put faith in them for three seasons when they played the Rockets. Now, my year. thing is, if the Lakers are not going to have AD at 
and the Clippers don't get that point guard, what team and and we we assume they are able to get past those two if they even meet with both. What team stops them in the Western Conference? I think I think the the Jazz could get beat by the Nuggets. I think they could get beat by the Trailblazers. I think they okay, could get beat yeah, by the Okay, yeah, but I wouldn't think that any of those games are I mean any of those series are unwinnable for the Jazz at this point. No, they're think, not, but notice how they're not overwhelming favorites. Well, yeah. Either, but they're not overwhelming favorites ever and look at how they're performing right now. You know what would be a very t- tough matchup for the Jazz, mark my words, if they played the Spurs in the playoffs. The Spurs. The Spurs would give the Jazz so many problems. I feel like play style I, I kind of agree with that because when the Nuggets – like, do the Nuggets still have problems or did he leave? Uh, Plumlee's okay. on Detroit. No, so he one was- of the things with uh, the Nuggets is that Pops had a really hard time dealing with two centers on the floor, especially one that could pass. So now that Plumlee's going, it's really not as bad as it used to be, and it's definitely a lot closer, especially since uh, people are starting to play better. Like, Keldon Johnson, he had a good run, but if he started, you know, coming up again, I feel like that could be an issue. But I feel like the Spurs definitely could do something with them. I'd love Pop to get a chance to coach one of those European bigs like Vucevic or Sabonis. That's what I mean, I love. hey, Kristaps is on the market right now. I I actually seen a trade scenario for that, and I'd love Popovich is easily my favorite coach, and I'm a Warriors fan. I love Steve Kerr, but Popovich just I, I love his. I just love him. He's phenomenal. If he gets Porzingis, he. That's That'd adorable. Is Greg Popovich on your screensaver too? <laughs> oh. Terrence, what do you have? You got a different team every week as your screensaver. Oh, hell no. I bet you're a Cavs fan now. Bro. I mean, hey, I <laughs> thought you were going to say that to me. You got to gloat about Jared Allen on fantasy as much as I can. <laughs> Stop. I'd take wide over Jared I mean, in fantasy? No, you won't. I know you won't. No, in real, <laughs> oh, in real life, of course. Terrence, what was uh, another topic? What's you it called? To cover? The Luca and Trey Young comparison. Interesting. Okay, because that was so, big, uh, so are you explaining, back, Terrence? Kind of this is your topic. They used to say they they would be rivals, and so my thing is, I think Luca is better than Trey Young, but I don't. But I don't think it's as by much that- as people make it seem to be. So it's like Luca, his fundamentals are really good, especially for how he plays. Because you know, Luca isn't an a usual athletic player like everybody else. Like he really isn't. But you know, he can still do a lot of things. I, I'd basically say he's kind of like Manu Ginobili in a way. Because like Ginobili was a super athletic, but he could get you a dunk and shit like that. And his fundamentals were really good. But the the Trey Young and Luca is that when you really look just look at the base numbers, the only thing Luca really edges out in is rebounds right now. Like they're both ass defenders, so I won't ever bring up defense for them. But it's really just yeah. What? Luca's not the bad like, defender. No. I don't get where. He, yes, what do you mean? 
He is not a he is a he plus is a bad... defender in the Mavericks. Oh, he's not a bro. Plus where does defender. where no, does not. the narrative of Luca being Luka a bad Dunn defender come from? Favorite player, and everybody knows defense is a weakness for him. Not as recently. What's other recently? Not. Like Luca isn't as on a Luna. I mean, wow, Luca. Luna. Luna. <laughs> nah, was my dog's name. My bad, <laughs> Luca. <laughs> um, is not as unathletic as people say either. Like, he plays slow, but that doesn't mean that he's unathletic. He has a good vertical. He he can get up yep. there and play defense on the interior yep. side of the ball. He does have some decent foot speed. He's not like yeah, I'm a just jerk. Saying, uh, I'm just saying he's not athletic as, like, the usual players are, just like, you know. I mean, I would say he's average athleticism for the NBA. Not for a superstar, but average for like a role player in the NBA. I mean, what you compare Dorian Finney Finney Smith? Who would be more athletic between him and Dorian Finney Smith? Probably Dorian. Dorian is serviceable athleticism at most, and at least an average defender. He is not a defensive liability. Not anymore. Okay, not anymore. Okay. But uh, not anymore. He came into the league. So just the sorry, I had to get that. So just besides that, um, scoring, you know, you'll see him put up more points. But Trey is a more efficient player, and the thing, like, yeah, he he actually is. That's surprising, which is funny. And so on top of that, Luca, his assist to turnover, it's only slightly better at most, and I think he puts up more uh, more turnovers too. But I feel like Luca. So, Luka, he's a superstar in his own right, but I feel like, you know, he isn't, like, a usual superstar. Like, when you look at – what's the call? When you look at super – like, just – like, what would you consider, like, uh, a superstar range? Like, top 10? Yeah. No, tops. And it's top just, like, there's usually something that really course. just stands out about every superstar. And it's, like, for thing with Luka, I don't really think there's just anything, just one specifically that usually just stands out for him skill-wise. But I feel like his ability to just be on the court in general, that's where he just stands out. Because, like, he's not a good three-point shooter, but you'll see in the clutch he'll make a bunch of fucking threes and stuff like that. And he has a, a good amount of game winners. But I feel like uh, in comparison to Trey Young, he's only slightly better at most. Like if you if you take it to defense and rebounding, he'll get the edge out on that. But in everything else, he's really not that much better than Trey, just as a guard. All right. I think okay. comparing those, um, Trey Drummond and Bam Adebayo, because they put up similar stats, but everybody knows Bam's okay, better. Okay, right? quickly though, let me just say one thing on this podcast that I've been trying to say for a while. You're wrong, and here's why. Wait, wait. No, no. I, I just want to hear, like, what, what you're reaching okay. like, in regards to what I'm wrong. All right, all right. Yes, okay. I know. I was getting to that. First of all, the comparison between Trey Young and Luka Doncic, the, oh, that only stems from them being traded for each other on draft night. Besides that, there's really no, like, rivalry. Yeah, I don't understand. like that. Um, now I can understand why you would say that Luca is a less efficient player than Trey Young, 
but I understand his three-point percentages last season and this season have been pretty awful. Last year, I believe he ended up shooting 31% from three. And this year, he started off somewhere around 15. It's gone up from there. But it's like 31. It. It's like 31. Um, I'm going to check. It, he's better. He, skill-wise, is a better shooter than a 31% from the three-point line, three line guy. It, it, yeah, I but, agree with it really makes the reason, no sense. The reason he, the reason he shoots that low, because is because of how the offense runs, and his usage percentage. Because most of Luka Doncic's uh, three pointers come off the dribble. There's no. He shoots thirty five percent. Okay, well that's better. From three. First of all. Wait, what? Was that's, good. that's good. What was the that is serving. good. Oh shit! Thirty five. Thirty five percent. Yeah. Okay, and the reason for that is because there's more uh, ball handling on the court. That was the reason to trade for Josh Richardson, but that was sort of a disappointment so far. I'll get to that. Um, Luca has also been – he's also has a pretty big – a pretty big assist-to-turnover ratio because he's really the only good playmaker on that team. Josh Richardson was brought in to do that. Hasn't done it very well. Jalen Brunson, he's been a serviceable backup the entire uh, for the entirety of his career. So Yo, uh, when they brought in, um, it's just the play style that that causes the inefficiency. And defense wise, and rebounding, it's not even. You say he gets the edge. It's not even close. It's not close at all. And. Trey Young is the worst yeah, defensive yeah. player in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fact. It, it was, he really is. Like, that's I not mean, even it, it wasn't that case last year because Isaiah Thomas was still in the league, but now it's Trey Young. Wasn't Devin Booker down here? Lou mm. yeah, he's, he's not terrible like that, though. He's not terrible. I'm dropping 40 on Booker and now I'm playing. Bro, I'm dropping zero, but I am getting four steals, 23 rebounds, and seven blocks. Shooting zero for 16. Funny stuff. Me and Terrence 1v1'd in basketball one time and it was 0 0. Bro, no, no, you're joking. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) Oh my God. We both are oh. defensive also. And what you mean? I had shoes badges. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know you did, but you had that quick release with no green light, oh, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> bro, you know who Terrence is like? Creamy bigger. <laughs> <laughs> that boy's spice ass. That's honestly who he shoots. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, Luca is well, by far Andre, much better than who you're Trey Young. To be in the what? Zone. You didn't say who you picked for the finals, and Terrence, you didn't oh, either. Well, well, I said I, I, I. This is gonna be the most biased answer, and then I'm gonna give you the realistic answer. Don't say Heat. Just save your time. Don't say Jazz Heat. heat. <laughs> Bro, no, don't say that. I'm telling you, it would be probably. The, it would probably have some of the worst ratings love it. because a lot of people wouldn't love it. The casual fans won't. But I think it would be it an amazing matchup. 
Hey, what you mean the ratings would be low? Bro, the jazz are racist. You know how many racist people we got in the country? You know, bro, you you know. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. (laughs) Bro, you got those offensive Cubans in Miami. (laughs) What? (laughs) Andreas is Cuban. That's why I made Cuban Oh my god! But uh, in terms of like who I think it was, I, you know, I told you I'd agree with the Clippers. But as far as like the East goes, I don't really know because it, it's super weird this season. You know what's crazy? And I point, I think I pointed this out before. It is so crazy how you could put Harden, Kyrie, and KD on the same same team, and nobody I talks to says they're a lock to win the chip. Who the Nets? That's crazy because as soon as KD went to the Warriors, everybody was like, Don't well, I mean, play. the season is over. But you put Harden and KD, and I know, I know Curry and Clay were already there and they had their own thing going. I know that. But you put Harden, Kyrie, and KD on the same team, and they're, they're not even some people's favorites to get out the East. Yeah. Yeah. That... I'm the people. <laughs> I mean, the, the Sixers have just been so good this year. Like, they're the obvious favorite to come out of the East right now, in my opinion. And I think Doc Rivers is just going to be great for them in the playoffs. Unless he chokes a fucking 3-1 lead again. Hmm. All right, we got time for one more topic. One more topic. Who wants to, who wants to bring up uh, something? I don't got anything. Um, Kyle Lowry to the I got Heat. a list. Let me get it. Kyle Lowry to the Heat would be no. <laughs> Save your time, Terrence. Don't even respond. Wouldn't be championship favorites. I wouldn't say that, but I would say they would have a great, a great chance of making it back there. You know what? This is what I wanted to talk about. Brandon Ingram's quote this week where he was talking about Zion and said, this is the first time I've looked on the court and seen somebody as talented as me. Keep in mind, people, Brandon Ingram played the 280-pound layup himself, LeBron James. Stop it. (laughs) Oh, but what do you think Uh, about that that um, quote, though, Terrence? I feel like just, like, not nothing – Okay, fuck. How, how do I go about this? So, I feel like he kind of says that because he kind of actually liked the Pelicans because when he was on the Lakers, he didn't really have, what's it called, the opportunity to really just show himself because, you know, him and Braun being on the court at the same time, it didn't work out. And then if he, and then if he did on the, get on the court, he didn't really get to do much. But I feel like him being in New Orleans, he's a lot happier and then now that he has a bigger role, you know, he's making a lot more money and stuff like that. And then you really get to see how he's actually developing. I feel like that statement actually does get to kind of work out a bit because now that he's coming to his own and he can show you what he's actually about, then I feel like it might be true. But if we're just talking about overall in general, then that's where I disagree because, you know, you, you play with Brian, like, you, you don't really get any better than that. Yeah, for real. Um, I think it's a classic thing of just trying to up your teammates. Uh, and hell no, I'm going to tell you, you ass straight is. up. 
Hmm? <laughs> That's what me and Andreas said in our AAU t- game. Oh, right, my God, yes. Trash. No, we, we, I've never touched an AAU court. I don't what are you, I'm not what are you talking about, bro? Anyway. I'm an all-star. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a McDonald's All-American, bro. <laughs> bro, you're an all-American at McDonald's restaurant. Nah, bro. I, I the last time I ate at McDonald's was probably twelve years ago. So, nah. Nah, y'all. Everybody shits on McDonald's. Like I mean, I, I literally just cold. haven't had it in the longest time. I ain't gonna lie, McDonald's is kind of ass, bro. Bro, but it's so cheap. Like it's good if you just nah, want bro. To if you ever get like four burgers for four dollars. Bro, 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 bro. No, no, no. This isn't sponsored yet. We can't be talking about this. This is free advertising. That's true. McDonald's, if you want to sponsor us, hello. We're going to call it something else. McDonald's. And that bitch tastes like a deer. What? Angel. <laughs> Probably. <right>? What? <laughs> Just a trash. A deer bro. <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from Miami. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I mean, well, yes, obviously, but we don't have those down here. What? No, we don't either. That's the joke. Nobody eats deer. <laughs> That's like, bro. Okay, I have to bring this up before we end this. I got it. I forgot the guy's name on TikTok. This guy was roasting celebrities' feet. Bro, he what? Showed James Harden. And said, "Why did James, Wal- <laughs> James Harden have a walrus paw?" <laughs> Oh, what are you doing? I got to send the video, bro. The funniest thing I've ever seen. He said James Harden's walking around. I ain't never heard of shit like that. <laughs> but uh, anybody else got anything else they want to say? Um, or, or y'all? Jimmy Butler was supposed to be the All Star replacement for Kevin Durant, but he said no because Bam Adebayo wasn't there. The Heat's chemistry. And is, he should have never been an all-star. The Heat's chemistry yeah. is unmatched. Unmatched. But yes, he did not deserve that over. He, he really, he really didn't deserve that over Sabonis, though. So. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I have fun facts about Sabonis. The Pacers average less, <laughs> what, 10 to 12, what's it called? It, 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 what's it? Per 100 possessions. Points. They, they they score less points on ten to twelve of those yeah, when yeah. on the court. So, anyways, y- y'all can end the podcast right there. We we ain't gonna argue about this. <laughs> All right, that was a good podcast, yeah. everybody. We got to do another one with you on here. Yes, man. we need it. Oh, watch out for the Mavs. Right. They're coming back. No, watch out Bro, for the Heat. Promise you, by the time we do a podcast man, with Terrence, the and your favorite team, and you could book it. Terrence, okay, actually, let's have it on record. What's your favorite team right now, Terrence? Bro, what? <laughs> no, bro. I don't when, claim him. Wait, August 2020. Bro, it has the date. That was the finals, wasn't it? Bro, oh, no, I even signed name. a bad, uh, what's it called? The bandwagon application and everything. I got it on file. This man that has the bandwagon <laughs> application, I'm dead. he's got a passport and everything for Miami and everything (laughs) it made no sense but anyway we're going to end it right there thank y'all for being on
as 